we welcome you now to a true church perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis. Having good understanding is the best way to approach fellowship and friendships. Amen? Under, look at somebody say understanding. Understanding is the best way to approach fellowship. Have somebody over your house. Invite them over, spend time with them. They're different from you. So you have to have what? Understanding. Understanding. They're different. The way they dress, carry themselves, teach their children, whatever. It may be different. So you have to have what? Understanding. Understanding. Friends are not like you. That's why you have them. They're not you. So you got to operate in friendships with what? Understanding. Understanding. Because sometimes y'all going to butt heads, disagree, whatever. So you got to understand where they're coming from. That's it. Summary. I mean, that's all that needs to be said, isn't it? Proverbs 14 and 29. He that is slow to wrath is of what? What this is saying is the person that doesn't get upset because of someone else's differences has great understanding. That means you're different than me, so I'm not going to get mad because you're not thinking like I'm thinking. I'm going to use understanding. Because if I get mad, all I can do is talk about you. And I'm going to talk about you based on my understanding. So I'm not going to even give you a pass for how you are. I'm not going to think about how you got that way. I'm just going to compare you to me and say something's wrong with you. And I'm going to be upset. But understanding says you're not me. You didn't grow up like I did. So I got to realize that when I'm assessing your behavior. But he that is hasty of spirit promotes foolishness, exalteth folly, hasty. What is that? That means I'm quick to judge somebody for not being like me. I'm quick to judge them for the reasons why I don't like them. So all I'm going to do is promote some foolishness. And I'm not going to have many friends. And the only kind of friends I'm going to have are friends that exalt folly. And we're going to be some folly exalting Foods. The reason we are able to maintain such an unconditional love approach for our biological siblings is because we learn to understand them. Man, that's deep. The reason why you love your crazy sister, you know she's crazy, but you love her because over time you developed understanding. You know, well, yeah, Uncle John did do that to her. And it made her crazy. So that's my sister though. I love her. You see what I'm saying? That's understanding. Automatic. You're going to automatically give them a pass. You think it has something to do with blood. It don't have nothing to do with blood. When they came and told Jesus, Jesus, blood needs you. What did he say? He said, nah, I'm going to stay right here and hang out with the new blood. He said, but your, your father and mother need you. He said, no, no. Behold, my father and mother's right here. Yeah. And that don't mean I'm calling mama today and telling her off. 
Oh, mama, you ain't my mama no more. You crazy. Do that. Amen. But we have an understanding for our biological siblings because of understanding. Over time, we just began to realize, yeah, she crazy, but I love her. She come around anytime. We hang out, talk, whatever, but, you know, she, yeah, she got some issues now. Now, yes, she does. Or he does. Yeah, he, you know, he's weird. But that's my brother, and I love him. Why? Understanding. You granted them understanding because over time, you learned them. Proverbs 30, 24 and 3. Through wisdom is a house builded. And by understanding, it is what? Established. Yes, yeah, some of you got to make a phone call right after this. This message, because you got to call your mom and daddy and apologize because you didn't operate with understanding. You want to blame them for what they did to you, but you've never thought about what happened to them. Amen. No, no, you don't come to ABC and, 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 and start that old division with the family and all of that. I done told y'all about that. No, you go fix those relationships. Don't be hiding out in here. This is a ministry of reconciliation. So you go make that right with your mother and father. Go talk to your mama and your daddy and get it right. Amen. Amen. Don't camp out in here mad at them because you know what you're going to do. You're going to start trying to link up with all the folks that's mad at their families. And then you're going to have a fellowship where all you do is sit around and talk about your family. And if you'll sit around and talk about your family, you're going to sit around and talk about G. Craig's family. Yes, you will. And the way we do things and sister this and brother that and check him out and mm-hmm, she think this. and Yeah, see, all that stems from your bad, ignorant relationship with your parents. When all you got to do is operate with what? Understanding. You're not going to even understand what I'm saying right now if you don't go deal with that understanding. You got to get understanding. The way you learn to hear the gospel is your understanding of authority. If you don't understand authority, you can't operate in hearing the word. You can't hear it because you'll pick out what you want to hear. You'll throw away what you don't want to hear because you don't understand authority. Growing up under authority, getting whoopings, being told what to do, being reprimanded, being admonished, all those things. Growing up, you learned to be disciplined. But if you lack those things, the word can't discipline you. The word becomes optional. Yeah. And so then when the pastor come and challenge you, you bounce. I'm out of there. Ain't no love. You don't know what love is. Love is correction. You can hop church and hop church and hop church. At some church, you're going to sit down and listen to somebody and figure out your crazy self. This might be the one. The same patience that we use in our biological relationships should be mirrored among Christian fellowship. This is what makes us brothers and sisters in the faith. We're brothers and sisters because we exercise that same understanding that we have for biological siblings. We exercise that in the church with our brothers and sisters. 
So you become my brother. You become my brother. Brother Jeff, you my brother. And I understand, Brother Jeff. <laughs> no, I understand him. I know where he's coming from. All you got to do is give me just a few pointers on your past and your history. I'll figure you out. I understand why you operate that way. And it's my goal to understand. So when you go crazy and do something, you ain't going to upset me. I'm, I'm not getting my blood pressure up because of something you're doing. My blood pressure only goes up when I do it. I'm, I'm not lending you my pressure. No, I don't know you like that. But I will take my time to understand where you're coming from. And as you're talking to me, I'm going to piece together your past and your history so I can understand why you are doing and saying what you're doing. Yeah. To me, that's what pastoring is. You don't understand the sheep, then how can you lead them? Amen. I'm not leading you based on how my pastor led because y'all aren't the same. Everybody in my pastor's congregation had mamas and daddies and was raised that way. It's not like that anymore. So now we have authority issues where people don't understand authority. And it's my goal to teach you that. If you would submit, I'll show you. Amen. Amen. I don't care if you work your way all the way up to bishop. If you don't understand authority, I'm taking your title. Give it here. I'll give it back. But you got to understand authority here. Amen. Elders do that all the time. And God raises up ministers like that all the time. They submit under somebody, learn submission, so that when it's time for people to submit to them, they have an understanding. Doesn't that make sense? You can't just jump up and tear your license off the back of the cereal box. Folding it up. Dude, yes, I'm Apostle Johnson. Really? Who made you an apostle? Well, Crunchberry did. <laughs> Crunchberry. Admonishing. And admonishing means to kind of tell you what you need to do a little harshly, but still in love. Correcting in love. That's admonishing. Encouraging and correcting in love. Like I told you last week, God's word always corrects us and then comforts us. The Holy Ghost does that. Okay? And that's what we're supposed to do. So we correct you. Once you get to crying, oh, but you know, then you speak the hope. But don't forget the correction. The Bible is clear that we should admonish one another in the faith so that we can remain strong. Biologically, biological family members do this consistently with little to no offense. You're not offended by your brother and sister when they tell you about yourself. You, you just, dude, you stupid. You grow up hearing that. No, I'm not. And then you go in your room. Yes, I am. You think about it. Yeah. And then you, you cool in 10 minutes. Yeah, because you operate with understanding. Because when they say you crazy, they know why you crazy. They know what happened to you and what made you crazy. So when they say it, it feels differently. It don't feel like a stranger coming up and saying, you crazy. When it's a relative, a brother or sister, you just accept it because, man, they know me better than anybody. They grew up with me. So, yeah, when they say I'm crazy, I probably am. So little or no offense. But this is how we should strengthen each other in the faith as well. You don't have to use that terminology, you crazy, unless you have that kind of relationship with a person. 
But you do need to admonish them. Brother, man, you know, you, you know, you need, you, I wouldn't do that if I was you. You know, you, you need, to, you, you really ought to chill on that. What, what, man? You think I'm like out of control or something? Yeah. <laughs> we took a vote and. Yeah. <laughs> but that's how we're supposed to be with brothers and sisters of the faith. We ought to be able to do that. Pull each other to the side. Hey, bro, you know, I kind of notice, you know. You was a little harsh on your wife, man. You know, you ought to, you ought to back off of that a little bit, you know, because she, you know, she's trying hard or whatever. You know, but you may have grew up watching your daddy throw stuff at folks all the time. You know what I'm saying? So you operate in understanding, but it's just a bad idea. You know what I'm saying? Amen. Brother, the hoop earrings, dude, you ought to just, you know. Amen. 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 There's nothing wrong with that. Some people get offended. They sh- the people that got offended had the wrong agenda in the first place. I mean, we had a dude come in here with his hair looked like the multicolored snow cone. <laughs> and we stopped him at the door. The security was like, you in the right place, bro? You know, because if first time you come, we give you a pass. You ain't going to keep coming like that. Somebody going to say, uh, bro, uh, nah, that don't look good on you. <laughs> Amen. Because ain't no man in here drawing attention like that. No, not in here. Oh, but this is where they need to be. No, it's not. No, it's not. Invite them to your house. Exactly. <laughs> Amen. Because yeah, I don't want the younger boys seeing that because I don't want them thinking they got a pass to get their hair like that. <laughs> Amen. 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 That's why you see all these men. Look at all these men. Ain't no men in there wearing earrings. If they are, they probably about to take them off in a few minutes. Yeah, that's on purpose. You come a couple of times and you wearing them. All, all brother Mike going to ask you is, hey, brother, you see anybody else with them? Then why you got them? And if you come up with a very good, legitimate answer, we might let you keep them. But most of the time, there is no legitimate answer. It's like, ah, now you'll see a lot of brothers with holes in these because they stop wearing them. And they stop wearing them because how do you explain to a younger boy? Because to the younger boys, that's a sign of effeminate and homosexuality. So how do you explain that yours are different? Because that's when men start wearing them. It was the gay, it was gay. That's where it came from. And the gay artists and the gay performers started wearing them on TV and everything, and the men started doing it. Amen. You don't see no brothers in here with cornrows. So you come through the door with cornrows. Maybe you just got out of prison your first Sunday. We, we let you. We, we let you. We let you worship. We let you worship. Get your praise on. Get your gangster praise on. <laughs> After that Sunday, P31 coming with a rake. <laughs> we going to carve it. Taking them down, man. And it's not just because of in here. We don't want you to look impotent out there. Amen. Yeah. That's just the kind of church it is. We don't, you know, bicker about what you're wearing and junk too much, but man, 
We have our limits. Amen. Woman come in here, hoochiness, jiggly, boom, shaky. This ain't no rap video. This is church. And see, we don't have choir robes, so we're going to pull some of this stuff off the wall. We're going to wrap you in fiberglass sound treatment. How you itch. Because you ain't going to be in here shining and all eyes on you. Hey Amen. Don't nobody in the audience need to be transmitting. We have a transmitter. It's a microphone. And it goes to that receiver. Anybody else? Anything else transmitting is a distraction. Amen. That's just the kind of church idiot. Somebody accidentally fell off in here. But you don't have to make that mistake next week. But I'm just letting you know, because once order is gone, the absence of order is chaos. So there has to be some order. Amen. But this is, that's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm admonishing you. Amen. Because I think it's best for you. I believe this. Amen. I could not tell my son not to get his ears pierced if mine were. So I'm very careful with those things. Some of these things happened before you knew Jesus. I understand. But if you know Jesus, then you got to look and research the origin of the stuff you're doing. Amen. Because if you know Jesus, then you're very attractive to unclean spirits. This is how we should strengthen each other in the faith. Romans 15 and 14. And I myself also am persuaded of you, my brethren, that ye also are full of goodness, filled with all knowledge, able also to do what? Admonish one another. Sharing the truth and love is easy when we have strengthened our relationship with understanding and careful consideration. When you get to know somebody... It's easier to tell them. Amen. When you don't know them, you can't tell them their breath stink. When you spend enough time with them, do. Whoa. I mean, you got to be friends with somebody a long time to tell them they musty. You can't tell them that right off. Bro, you smell like chips. You can't say that right off. But Funyuns. Funyuns. Not just chips. Funyuns. You can't say that right off. You just get the door. But once you, build, <laughs> once you build a relationship with understanding and careful consideration, you can do that. We, me, Eddie, man, we talk to each other like that. The guys we ride with, we say anything to each other. I mean, because that's just, we built that rapport. But when we first met each other, it wasn't like that. But we learn it over time. You just, you know, that's the kind of relationship you have when you... Um, Operating understanding and careful consideration. Galatians 6 and, and careful consideration means that you are considering every aspect of that person. Whether or not that person can handle what you're about to say. Whether or not that person can deal with the criticism. Because if they can't, then don't say it. Pray that God will raise somebody up or put somebody in their life that they will listen to. See, some people are, some people are in your life for the wrong reason. So you need to pray that they get the right people around them. Don't just get folks around you that's just cool with you because of who you are and what you do. What about the folks that'll tell you you shouldn't be doing that? You got to have some of them sprinkled in there too. 
Amen. If, I, if, if, if you just surround yourself with folks that's too scared to tell you about yourself, but you just like the praise and the worship you're receiving, then there's no one to admonish you. Sharing the truth and love is easy when we have strengthened our relationship and understanding. Galatians 6 and 1. Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of what? Meekness. What? Considering thyself. Okay, so this is telling us that if they're overtaken in a fault and we are spiritual, we're going to go restore them, but we're going to do it in the spirit of what? Meekness isn't weakness. You got to be bold. But you do it in love, meekness, like you would your own brother and sister. Considering yourself just means that you're not thinking yourself higher than they are. Some folks just like to have imps. That's what I call them. Little folks that just answer to them and look at them like they're something special. But no, no, you need people that can admonish you. But as you're doing the admonishing, you need to make sure you consider yourself. Because you're not any better. You may be better in that area. But you got your areas too. And be open to being admonished as well. Amen. When we love each other as family and stand together, we are spiritually potent and can change the lives of many just by exhibiting God's spiritual fruit. Matthew 7 and 20. Wherefore, by their fruit, ye shall know them. People know you're saved by your fruit, not by what you say. Because everybody say they say. Oh, yeah. Everybody's a Christian. You ain't seen the award shows lately. Everybody's a Christian. But the fruit tells me. Can bitter and sweet come out the same fountain? No. So your fruit's going to tell me. What's growing on your tree? What's growing on your tree? Don't judge me. You can't judge me. Only God can judge me. Bro, you better hope I judge you. You better go and let me do it. Because when God does it, pow, that's it. (laughs) You better hope a brother or sister loves you enough to come to you and correct you. You don't want God to do it. It's like a whole nation get taken out. Dude, you should let your brother do it. Now that whole continent is gone. (laughs) Amen. Hitler should have let somebody judge him. He should have listened to somebody that was admonishing him. Amen. <laughs> That's why we got to watch what we're doing because we don't want to be a casualty to call a whole nation of folks to be in trouble by our actions. Contention. We must avoid discord and strife in our fellowship time. The enemy seeks to plant seeds of discontentment within our fellowship in order to stop its growth. So as we come together in 2015, try to yoke up and hang out, be together, be cool, all of that. The minute you start that, contention comes because the devil doesn't want that to happen because he knows the closer you get, the stronger you are. So he comes in and weaves a web of discontentment. That's what makes folks, you know, folks that aren't content with their life become strife oriented and they cause strife in other people's lives. Amen. That's why you got to be content with who you are. And the only way, look at somebody say the only way. The only way to be content with who you are as a believer is to find yourself in the Bible. If you can't find yourself in the Bible, you're not going to have contentment. 
You got to find who you are and what you're doing in the Bible. Because if you find it, then you'll realize whether or not it lines up with God's plan. And that's how you get contentment. Amen? What the women do in the Bible? They did what? They submitted to their... Uh-oh. <clears throat> yeah. They submitted to their husbands. Honored their husbands. Called their husbands Lord. Did what he said. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I didn't know you mean like that. I thought you, I thought you meant I find my occupation in the Bible. No. That's not in there. I'm trying to skip over the sound doctrine chapter. Now, I believe in Timothy, but I don't believe in that Titus. He was crazy. Okay. Yeah. That's what the women did. Submitted to him. What they said. That's what I'm going to do. No matter what it is. Ooh. Their desire was to please their husbands. Yeah, that's how you find yourself in the Bible. The men. What did the men do? Worked. They provided. They took care of them. Find that in the Bible. You'll have contentment if you model that. Everything else is just extra and what we thought we wanted to do when we was little and pursued this dream when we was big and, you know, just all, all that just... None of that matters. Find yourself, man. Find yourself. Look at somebody say, find yourself. The enemy seeks to plant seeds of discontentment. Proverbs 22 and 10. Cast out the scorner and contention shall go out. Yea, strife and reproach shall cease. So that's my job. I'm trying to get rid of all the scorners. People that are scorned because they didn't do it God's way and they upset with themselves. They're going to mess everything up for everybody. Amen. They're going to try to make every woman that's doing it God's way look like something's wrong with her. Oh, no, don't talk to her. Oh, no, no, don't, don't hang out with her because she, she, she messy. She this, she that. She, see, what they're doing is because they're a scorner. Not happy with themselves because they can't find themselves in the Bible. They're going to find fault in the women that are doing it biblically. The enemy would love for us to have issues with fellowshipping with one another. He realizes that when we are separated by strife and contention, then we are not modeling Christ's love. For as John says, he that loveth his brother abideth in what? The light. And there is no occasion of stumbling in him because he loves his brother. God brings people together to fellowship and mature in him. This is God's process of preparing his people for his return. The church. This is how we prepare for his return. We come to church. We hear messages like this. Sometimes. But hey, it's going to make me better. There's some things I need to change. I knew it. Don't get mad at the preacher. You knew it before he said it. All the preacher's doing is confirming it. He wasn't co- Oh my God, me? No. <laughs> You knew when you was putting on your clothes this morning. Man, I'm dumb. I sure hope he don't preach about me. Because I've been dumb all week. You knew it. Preacher just confirming it. You know. Isn't that what church is? Man, I wouldn't go to a church. I just wouldn't go if the message never hit me. If the preacher couldn't spiritually discern what's going on in my life, I don't want to be there. I want to sit in church and be like, oh, he talked to somebody. (laughs) Yeah, I want it to be like that, man. That's my church. Fix me. I'm crazy. I need it. 
<laughs> go to church with, oh yes, oh everybody, love is love and oh, we just all love. Love someone, love someone. This week, make sure you love. <laughs> Punk? I don't want that junk. Man, tell me about myself. I grew up in the streets. I didn't have no daddy. I need somebody to like come at me like that. Pow! Man, will you be real? Folks got spiritual diabetes, all that sugar they're getting on Sundays. Man, your body can't metabolize that. It's good. God has a plan. He has a purpose, a miracle, a season, a harvest, a destiny, favor, 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 favor's coming on you. Favor. It doesn't matter what you're doing. You may be selling drugs or you may be sleeping around. You may be a prostitute, but favor's coming. Favor. Next person you sleep with, it's going to be favor. It's going to be favor. He's going to give you a hundred dollars more than he gave you the last time. It's going to be favor. Y'all crazy. Y'all crazy, man. Y'all crazy. You may be a movie star. You may be a movie star. You may have done a nude scene. That's okay. The body, the body's beautiful. You're crazy. You're just crazy. And they teaching that stuff. Y'all think I'm playing. They teaching that. Yeah, you may rap about booties all the time and jiggling. And yes, you got half-naked women and all your stuff. Oh, but God loves the body. He made it. He made it. Even when it's enhanced. He made the tools to enhance it. (laughs) Crazy. It's crazy. And they teaching that. Not only are they teaching that the preachers are making those movies. Yes. T.D. Jake making movies. Take your shirt off. All the men got the shirt off. But you got off. Why, why? If you're going to have nudity, why is it men? That's my question. What is that? Any attempt to tear down the fellowship. And I'm talking about this one and all the ones that are assigned or functioning under God's power and authority. Any attempt to tear it down or negatively affect it will only bring judgment to oneself. You don't know what you are messing with. Because I'm going to read this one again, this bullet. God brings people together to fellowship and mature in him. This is God's. Yeah, you can find this in the Bible. This is God's process of preparing his people for his return. So if you're messing with God's process, you're in trouble. Matthew 16 and 18. And I say also unto thee that thou art Peter and upon this rock, I will build my what? And the gates of hell shall not. Didn't say it wouldn't try, but it shall not prevail against it. You know what that means? That means when it tries to, God's going to step in. Summary. People will always be people. How many of you learned that in your life? Oh, rasha, rasha tata. Humans, man, humans, humans, humans. Oh, humans. Whether we are discussing the bizarre things we endured growing up or the weird friendships we held on, a, held on to later in life, longer than we should have, we have all had to operate with understanding with certain people that we love. However, we must realize that every relationship we choose beyond our immediate, immediate family was a choice. We choose to embrace certain people and we choose to separate ourselves from certain people. It's our choice. Some have hurt us time and time again, but because we choose to love them unconditionally, we keep them in our lives. Look at somebody say, it's your choice. 
this kind of care for each other is the model that God wants us to follow when we are in fellowship with one another. We should entreat our brothers and sisters in the faith as biological brethren because we have all been engrafted into the same bloodline. We should encourage and pray for one another just as we would our immediate family. When discord and variances try to creep into our fellowship time, we should not entertain it but rather admonish one another to operate in love and behave as what? Brethren, you talk about your sister, she talk about you, but can't nobody else talk about us. Amen? You go to your brother, boy, man, you, yo, I can't stand you. I can't stand you either, but let somebody in the neighborhood say that. Man, I can't stand your brother. What? 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 Say, let me tell you about sister so and so. What? That's my sister. What you got to say about her? Matter of fact, let's get on the phone. Matter of fact, let's just go over there. Do that and watch them. Oh, well. Never mind. Messy. We should encourage and pray for one another just as we would our immediate family. When discord and variances try to creep in, don't entertain it. Admonish one another to operate in love. Contention and strife should have, look at somebody say, no place. No place in our fellowship time. That means when we're hanging out, we're not talking about people from the church. We're not talking about brothers and sisters in, in the faith. Contention and strife should have no place in our fellowship, but it should be addressed what? Quickly. However, if we continue to love one another as brothers and sisters in Christ, then we will be able to heal and move on from anything the enemy brings our way. First John 4 and 7. Beloved, let us love one another for love is of God and everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God for God is what? Love. Love. Struggle is real because this year God is uniting this fellowship. He's bringing us closer because he said as the end draws near this is the way we're going to have to be. So we're going to have to have each other's backs. We're going to have to be cool with one another. We're going to have to love each other like biological brothers and sisters. So that we can think of our church members. Man, that's my girl. That's my guy. That's my dude. So if he's hurting, I'm hurting. But I'm not going to have words against him and words against her. We're in this together. This is our fellowship. So we're responsible for one another. You've been listening to A True Church Perspective from G. Craig Lewis, founder of EX Ministries and pastor of Adamant Believers Council in Grand Prairie, Texas. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to be a financial blessing to us, please send your donation to EX Ministries, P.O. Box 24870, Fort Worth, Texas, 76124, or donate online at www.exministries.com. Dot com.